Podcast is moving. KID Business is in here to kick your free. Raymond T is circulating around and shaking up the cities. You already know how it go, all right? Chop, chop. Let's get it. You gonna say it like they did it. Yes, sir. What it do, man? Raymond T checking back in with you. Welcome here to an all new episode of your Chop Shop podcast. Super, super dope. The hundredth episode. You know what I mean? And what better way to ring it in with the legendary, multi-threat, talented DJ Kid Capri. You know what I'm saying? Um, so honored that he spent some time with me right here, man. Again, bringing in the hundredth episode of the Chop Shop podcast. Uh, we got to talk about a lot of stuff. He's got a new album dropping for us, the top of 22. Talking about the transition from DJ to artist. I mean, this man does it all. And I mean, you talk about hip-hop. This is hip-hop 101 with the legendary kid Capri. You know, we talk about the state of hip-hop today. Um, young Dolph, may he rest in peace. You know, some changes we like to see in hip-hop as a culture. Um, growing up, you know, his daughter, Vina Love, doing her own thing right now as well. And so much more, man. DJ culture, the whole nine, man. Culture at its finest right here as we chopping it up with DJ Kid Capri. Well, listen, man, uh, thank you for uh, pulling up uh, an honor for me, G. You know what I mean? Uh, legendary legacy uh, that that you got going on. You know what I'm saying? So, Appreciate um, you. you know what I mean? Big love to Christy uh, connecting the pieces, the homie CL. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, um, I, 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 I could go on and on about the career, bro. I mean, just amazing. You've been able to, you know, I mean, you hip hop to me, bro. <laughs> you know Thank what I'm you. saying? When I when I think hip hop 101, I think Kid Capri. You know Thank what I'm saying? Like, like there's there's. I think few in that in that in that realm, but but you are one of them, my guy. So um, it means a lot. It means yeah, a lot. no, 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 for sure. Um, um, how how you doing, man? How's the how's how's life? How's how's everything rolling, man? Everything's good, man. Just working. Um, I've been uh working a lot. Just put my new record out, Slap Key. I put a freestyle out called Free the Style. Um, on the road, I ain't, I'm I've been doing certain dates. I am I haven't taken every date like I've done in the past. So I'm, I'm I'm about to get back on the road heavy, but I've been just concentrating on making these projects. I did four albums. I did a couple of movies. I did some cartoons. You know, we're rolling with the uh, real estate company right now. We have uh, got my sucker free clothing line. So I've been real busy doing a lot Hell of stuff. Yeah. Um, and producing you know everything. So it's been a it's been a full day every day. And holding down family, right? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Salute, salute that dad Copy life. That. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what I say. Um, it, it was dope to actually connect with your daughter, bro. Like, you know, when we first got stuck inside, I was able to uh connect with Vina, you mm -hmm. know, around that. I think at the time it was a single air um that was kind of working and everything, man. But mm -hmm. um, you know, that talent running the bloodline, bro. So so uh <laughs> Yeah, the next single that um the next single I'm putting out <clears throat> is with me and her. It's called Uptown. And, but and, that's going to be off your album, right? Yeah, it's on my album. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because she pushing another single too, though, right? Say that again? Is she, I think, is she pushing yeah, she has another, another record. She has a record yeah. that she has out right now. Yeah. Um. So she, 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 stayed, she stayed moving. But uh, we're going to put this other record out that's going to be my second joint. Well, really, Slack Key was really like a, um, a kind of like a, people don't know me for rhyming. Even though you know I've been rhyming my yeah, whole yeah. career, my first yeah, album yeah. I rhyme, but I got big as DJ Kid Capri, so I had to make sure that I put out a record that if I'm gonna rhyme, they, everybody's gonna really accept it. You know what I'm saying? And and it's, and, and you know it's right. So Slap Key was pretty much like a get reacquainted 
type of thing, almost like a kind of like a rebirth of a new thing that I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Just a, just another thing on the mind, but I'm not trying to be a rapper on stage, you know, doing what everybody do. I might have a different kind of way of doing it, but um, that's pretty what, pretty much what it is. Just art that I'm just trying to put out under my umbrella, you know, um, and and just and just show the industry and, and people, my fans, that I'm a triple threat. And on this album, I only have two guests. That's my daughter, and that's an R&B artist. I ain't asked nobody to be on the album. I produced everything, wrote everything. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's on. I got four albums. The first album I did was called Top Tier. I didn't put it out because music kind of changed. I said, let me just try to wait. Top Tier is an album with all the battle rappers. <clears throat> yeah, but I produced that. But then I said, you know what? The quarantine I hit, and there was just certain things I seen. I said, you know what? I did everything with this DJ business, man. Everything I could do, man. Open doors with this thing, you know. Created people, had opportunities for people to have, take care of their families and everything with this thing. Let me just do something else for a second and still do what I do, but let me just try something else for a minute. And I wrote Slap Key. That was the first song I wrote. And... It was like God put a glove on my shoulder and said, keep going, man. And I just uh, ended up with four albums after that. <laughs> Fire, bro. Nah, I mean, I think probably right now, especially with everything we went through in the in the COVID and the pandemic, like, you know, um, you know, I, I would say that we got to stop living like we, you know, like we here forever. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? If there's, if there's something we want to go after, we got to do it. Absolutely. You know Absolutely. You know? I say it all the time. You want to live with no regrets, man. Later on, you be some old man saying, yo, I wish I... I should have, could have, would have. Because I didn't want to make no no albums. After my last album, Soundtrack to the Streets, I didn't want to deal with the, the clearances and, you know, all the stuff that you have to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, but it was the first album of its kind, you know, uh, and it was, it, it, I listened to it the other day and it sounded like I just made it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's timeless. So now I'm bringing this new thing out. I'm, I'm surprising people. Dope. I, th I think probably too, um, considering your, your length of time in the game, and um, seeing, I, I feel like you almost have an advantage because you've seen like behind the scenes what an artist got to deal with. So you could probably you could probably maneuver in some different fashions to, you know, what I mean, like like to kind of make the artist thing work a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I see it from every side, from every side, and yeah, I know how um, I know how artists are supposed to be. I know how they're supposed to how they're supposed to um, carry their career. You know what I'm saying? I carry my career as a DJ, like an artist. I never wanted to be looked at as somebody who just played records. And that's yeah. why I went as hard as I did, because I wanted to be looked at as somebody that, when you hear I'm on a show, you're not gonna put me as the opening DJ. You're gonna put me as, if we're doing a concert, I'm coming in the middle somewhere. You know, if I'm doing my shows, I'm headlining everywhere because I'm going to treat it like an artistry. I'm going to make this building shake like you've never seen in your life and everywhere hey. we go. And that and that's because I didn't want to be looked at as somebody just playing records. They, you know, people looked at DJs as, you know, they come a dime a dozen, which they do. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, you know, if you got something that could tap into people. At the time I came in, there was no internet. There was no none of that. So when I was making my mixtapes and all that, it was strictly hand in hand and you know, like that I had no distributor and none of that. It was strictly off the tapes. It was just so hot. They just went and people would come from out of town and buy them and then they'll go and dub them. And that's what my distributor was. They buy them dubbing them and getting them everybody. That's how I would get even more known. So that was my way in without having to ask nobody to have a way in. You know what I'm saying? And fortunately it worked. And I use it as a stepping stone. I didn't use it as a career move. And, you know, 
by the power of God, I was able to take my career a different way and be real serious and real keen on how, I'm, how I wanted to be looked at and how I wanted the DJ to be looked at. And that's where the artistry part came in. Being, being a, a writer, producer, and an artist, and a showman, you know, I know that you can't put me in front in a corner over there because that's where you put all the DJs at. Yeah. Put me center stage. Yeah, and I'm going to yeah. tear this shit down worse than this platinum artist that you got over here that got, you know, <laughs> got this big record. They're going to talk about me at the end of the night. He, yeah, he's the big guy, but they're going to talk about me at the end of the night. I'm going to see to it. And that's, yeah, yeah. that was my attitude from the beginning. And that's my attitude today. I get on stage today. It's the same energy. Matter of fact, I'm better now than I ever been. To tell you the truth, Hell <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, because, because I because I know that there's a lot of people that want my spot or want to do or doing what I'm doing. So what's gonna separate me from everybody else? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Especially ones that been influenced by me and you know try to do it the way I do it or say it the way I say it or play it the way I play it. What's gonna make it? any special if everybody's doing the same thing. You know what I'm saying? So you always gotta be ears of the street. I'm not I'm not one of the OGs that get stuck in the old school way of thinking and don't accept the new shit coming in. I probably play the new shit better than the new guys. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you gotta stay in it, do your thing. How do you feel about that too in the evolution of DJs, bro? Just because um, like I heard, a, I heard a good quote the other day when it just said like, stay like constantly good at your craft because you, you know, like you get popular, but the popularity goes away. And that's where like staying true to your craft has to make sure it's always on point. You know what I mean? Cause you know, today, you know, the DJ, like you said, diamond dozen, but it's really become like, you know, we got like Paris Hilton DJ, you know what I'm saying? That's what I mean. You know, that's what I mean by saying a diamond dozen. like anybody could grab a computer, throw some MP3s on there, put a fly up on the net and they out. And they, yeah. you know, they're doing their thing and they really ain't putting no real time into the shit. And I'm not knocking that, but at the same time, you know, I put my whole life into this. So I ain't going to just let you just, I'm not going to just accept you in. I, you know, I respect you. You, you know, you influenced and you want to work and you do your thing, do your thing. But, but really, you know, don't do it because it looks cute. Do it because you really love doing it and you really love what the DJ culture is about. You know what I'm saying? And uh, try to push it forward. You know, you innovate, you innovate and move on. But some people getting it, and, and, and it's not just DJs, it's everything. People getting things for the wrong reasons because it looks yeah. a certain way. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. want to be a part of something. So, you know, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's the thing I think about, like, with the industry, you know what I mean? Because, you know, sadly, and, and, you know, I remember even a conversation with Fat Joe, this thing is just such a big numbers game. You know, one week, you know, and he and he broke it down even like McDonald's. He was like, you know, uh, if Nuggets is hot this week, we pushing Nuggets. You know what I mean? If the Big Mac's hot this week, we pushing the Big Mac. You know what I'm saying? And, Sadly, See, I'm not industry. into that. Huh? I'm not into that? that. Yeah, no, I, I, I ain't either. But that's yeah. the tough part about, like, I guess the music business and the industry, you know, because you said something that stood out to me in the ID. You said, like, you know, you're not doing it for the industry. You know, you're no. doing it for the fans. No. You feel me? I do it for the fans. Um, the industry, I, I, there's people in the industry I love. You know what I'm saying? I got general love for. You know what I'm saying? We talk to each other and. They call me if wherever, if they need me, I'm there, you know, hopefully vice versa. But the, the industry as a whole, they're trying to make their way. So a lot of times you'll, you, you'll post something and think that people that in the industry that know you 
will take that same thing, see what you're trying to do, and push it forward for you too. Because yeah. it costs nothing to do, a couple of seconds to do it, but they won't do it. If you want to start a business, no, and you want to know who your friends are, start a business. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I mean. So the industry as a whole, you're not making music for the industry because even to the from the mixtape ever, you put an album out, they bought the mixtape because they want the dope record that there's the hit record. So the hit record is on the mixtape. So they yeah. buy the mixtape when they have a variety of everything else, right? You know, and I'm a, I'm a victim of that because I've, I've, I made the mixtape hot. So <laughs> I get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But the industry as a whole, they don't support they don't pay your bills. Facts. The, the fans pay your bills. They yeah, support yeah. you. They'll support you. You know, if you got a show and you want some, you know, in certain ways of support. But as far as paying your bills, the fans pay your bills. That's where yeah. your loyalty, you know, to to make sure that you do a good job. That's where your loyalty lands. Yeah, yeah. Um, how did you feel about like your daughter saying she wanted to get into this? Uh, how how old was she when when she kind of? Uh, I'm just trying to vision that that conversation. Said, Dad, I want to give this a go or whatever the case may be. Well, she was, she always seen me on stage and stuff like that. And I remember the first time I took on, I remember I did uh, Radio City. I did Radio City once. Well, I did Radio City three times. But one time I did it, it was me, LL, Sierra, and somebody else. And I took David to the show. And I did my first set. And then I had to come back out to open the second set after the intermission. So I brought her out on stage with me and she did this, did this dance routine and the radio city just blew up. It was crazy, hey. man. It was like, <laughs> it was crazy. So I'm walking around after I'm off. I think LL was on stage. I'm walk no, uh, not LL. Uh, Sierra was on stage. So I'm walking around with Dave Vino on, with Vino on my shoulder and people are asking for autographs, want to take pictures with her. And, you know, <laughs> so I see the little stardom that she had back then. Hell yeah. So... When she started singing, at first, I didn't think she was good yet. Okay. And I wasn't going to put her out there because she's Kid Capri's daughter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, she had to prove it to me first that, you know what I'm saying, yeah. for me to support her. Like, yeah. Whatever she wanted to do, she was going to do because, you know, you can't stop. You can't stop destiny. If a person wants to sing, and they're going to do what they're going to do. So you let them do and fly. But as far as me, uh okay in it and being behind it i wasn't gonna do that until she proved to me that she was ready and not only ready as a singer i already knew she was ready as a person you know okay but, she's, but with this business me being in the business me i know how things are so and me knowing how she is how she grew up i knew she was she could handle things and she would take care of things a certain kind of way but she had to prove to me that she was ready to be out there and make the type of music and sing a certain kind of way. So she came to me with this uh, remix of the Maya and Jay-Z record, The Best of Me, with her and her little boyfriend at the time. And the record was dope. And so I started I started looking at it like, wow, okay. And then she came with Air. When she came with Air, Air was really originally, she wrote Air for Rihanna originally. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, she wrote that for Rihanna. Okay. And I think she gave it to some of Rihanna's people and they might not have gotten, gotten it to her yet. And uh, she ended up doing it. And... Uh, it was a good idea, man. It was a good record for, you know, I don't think that a lot of people seen or know about the record like they should because, you know, it's independent. You don't have a machine behind you. You know how that yeah, goes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you depend on the internet. You depend on DJs if they're going to look out. 
you know, but we have a model to where we don't like to beg anybody to support us. If people are going to yeah. do it, they're going to do it without you even knowing, you know what I'm saying? And, and and that's what's genuine, you know? We shouldn't have to force ourselves for you to play our music and, you know, you know, you never had to force yourself for me to play anybody's stuff. I try to make people stars. I made a lot of people money in this business, so, but I'm not going to ask for that back. If people want to support what I'm doing, like they've been doing, or haven't been doing, that's cool. I love you either way. Real one. Real shit. Real shit. Um, we know when you talk about that, as far as like, um, you know, because I think about you, um, you know, we're, we're in a, we're in a age, everything's so instantaneous. Everybody want their shit now. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And, and, you know, and in, in this music game, like you, you see the cats who, who I think are the most successful, uh, have that longevity. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, what, what are you kind of conveying Davina and the idea of that, that, because is there any conflict in generational gap and like, no, dad, I want to get mine now. You know what I'm saying? Or is she soaking up the knowledge around what you're talking about? And Cause you know, I know she was a part of the show too, right? Growing up hip hop and all that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I'm just curious. Is there any, like, like, do you learn from each other? I'll put it that way. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know what? That's funny. You said it because yesterday I just said that to her, just said this to her last night. She was like, oh, I said, yo, cause you learn from me. I learned from you. She was like, you learned from me. I can't believe you said that. I'm so happy you said that. I said, yeah, well, well you think I think I know everything? I don't think I know everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I just got through to it. It's crazy you just said that. So, yeah, but keep in mind that the same way I, my dad watched his grandfather, I mean, my dad watched his father play trumpet for all these different jazz greats, sitting with all these jazz greats at the time back then, you know, Miles and Dizzy Gillespie and all these big people. Yeah. Is the same way I watched my dad be on stage all those years and had music around me all my life and soaked up what to do and what not to do, even in his mistakes. You know what I'm saying? It's the same way as she's seen what I've done since I've been eight years old. Since I've been four years old, I played, started playing drums at four. Man. At eight, I started DJing. So it's been my I gave my whole life to it. So she seen from when she was born all the way up until now me on stage me traveling me moving and now that she has her own thing going she understands why i wasn't home certain days for her to be because i had to take care of you know the house i had to, yeah, take yeah. Care, I had to be on the road i had to work and now that she's in that position she understands you know what i'm saying not that she ever gave me a problem before about it but she understands fully why now, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. these are the things that go with it. And, and that's what I try to get people to understand. They, they, you know, you look at these, the, how we, how we, hey, Pip, you look at how we're doing out here and how it look, but are you really ready for it? It ain't, it ain't for everybody. You have to be built for it. You know what I'm saying? Um, stardom is not, it's not something that is easy. You know what yeah. I'm saying? There's a lot that go with it. Every time, you go, I say this all the time, every time I go and do a show for somebody, you know, all the preparation they don't know about, they don't know about the traveling I got to do, getting to the airport, dealing with people that TSA that might feel like they want to do more than their job, you know, delays, you know, losing baggage, got to get there once you get there, check in, got to pay, uh, eat, got to go to sound check, got to come back, get dressed. Then you got to go do a show and stand there on a stage and play for a whole room full of people, no matter what the size is, of all these people that you don't even know and satisfy all these people at the same time. 
You don't know none of these people what they like, but you know that you got to satisfy all these people in every different place that you go to at once. And they don't know nothing but the end result. Was he good? Anything else before that? Not even a thought. All yeah. it is, I paid my money. Is he good? Done. Yeah, yeah. But if you're not built for that, you're not built for it. You have to yeah. be built for that. I used to have my tour buses. I remember somebody, uh, this dude said, yo, kid, y'all be looking like y'all be having fun on the tour bus. I'm going to roll out with y'all. Took him on the road with me. Two days later, y'all don't know how y'all do this, man. I don't know how y'all can be this bus all day. Because it ain't for you. It ain't built yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah. It ain't for you. It ain't, that don't mean you're less than. It just ain't what you do. Yeah. I can't come to your job and do construction because I'm not trying to lift a bunch of heavy stuff and be up on scaffolds. It's not yeah. what I do. I'm not going to be good at it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, yeah. that's it. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that almost kind of bring up the other point because um, I like I think something that's gone away too as far as from an artistry standpoint, like we've lost um, like artist development, man. You know, and 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 I'd love to know your feelings about it because you know going back to even what you said being built for it and some people ain't ready for it, especially like in this day and age right now, like you know people catch a viral wave and and as fast as it can lift you, you you can fucking drop. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying because. That can that really has turned into a moment for something that it could change somebody's life overnight a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, if you're not prepared for, like you said, whether it be the stardom or that fame, it, it can it can go away just as quick as as you get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there was a part that you said when you first started. What would you? What did you just say? I I, I didn't catch it. As far as you said something that when you first started, I was trying to remember what it was that you said. Oh, just about the the artist development. You know what I'm saying? Like How? Uh, okay, so yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah, um, I did speak on that. Um, we're in a time right now where everybody has a computer. Yeah. So, 60,000 songs. While we had it, it's, it's right here. You know right, what I'm saying? In your hand. <laughs> so, you can make beats on the phone, you can record on the phone, you can send a record out. And 60,000 songs hit Spotify a day. Right? Yeah. Man. So, now the narrative became albums don't sell. And the reason for that is if at one time you had to be a special person to get a deal, to get an album deal, to get, you know what I'm saying, a special type of person, special artist. Right now, anybody that has a computer could put a record out. You can't stop them. That's it. Yep. They, yep. It's out. So what happens is you have a lot of records that's out that's probably not good records, right? So when they put an album out, I mean, they put a record out, they trip over a hit somehow the record blows up some kind of way you know they probably not even rhyming on the track the right way but it yeah, blows up for dance or some shit get with it or something you know what right, right something happens where it blows up now they're yeah, rushing yeah. to make a now they're rushing to make a soulless album they're rushing to make some kind of album everything sound alike all the same instruments same beat same cadence same st speed did you just say a soulless so album out. did you just say a soulless album a soulless album so now ah. they put it up <laughs> hell on, yeah on, no, on, i get it yeah, i get it man dsps Hell and yeah. People get one or two records off that album because the whole album ain't dope. Yeah. You put the chronic up there, you put Illmatic up there, you put a future album up there, every record is dope. Even you know, yeah. so like that's what I'm saying. So so if you don't have colors in your album, if your album is just the same, they're gonna grab the ones they like and the narrative is your album is done and it's over. Yeah. That's why it's good. You know, I was looking at some concerts. I was looking at a concert yesterday. I'm not gonna say the concert, but I was looking at a concert yesterday. And every artist that was on this concert, I didn't. It was like the crowd was kind of at a standstill at a certain point because every record sound the same in the, the concert. Same. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's nothing that has no kind of 
colors yep. to it, no kind of balance to it. It's like, so that's why with this album I made, that's how I'm moving. And, you know, and it's crazy, man, because, you know, we relatively closer in age. Um, but, like, it's one thing I keep trying to stress to a younger artist, like, man, I just feel like there's, there's a lack of energy in his music today. You know what I mean? Like, there's just a lack of, like, um, or, or even go back, what you just said right now, a soulless album. You know what I mean? Like, because like, a lot of, a lot of, right now where we live in, a lot of producers, well, so-called producers, they're dragging and dropping. Yeah, straight up. They drag a midi plug in drag the whole nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's in it, and it does it, and it becomes soulless because they take the sample, you know, uh, the sample thing became a problem with the clearances and stuff like that. But when you take the samples out of it, you could use the samples and make it new and make it sound like it's new. But when sometimes you take the samples out of it, it takes the soul from it. And if you're not a type of person that can use the digital stuff in a soulless kind, in a soulful kind of way that makes it sound new, everything just sounds, you know. Yeah. Just just same. monotone. You know what yeah, I mean? It's the like, same thing. It's like yeah, it's yeah, not It's expected. It's yeah. expected. 808, yeah. it's that, you know, same thing. And I'm not hating or knocking it because I make that type of music too, but I make everything else. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, EDM artists would come in my, my studio and say, yo, kid, I need an EDM joint right now. I can make it. Bang. Stevie Wonder could come in and say, yo, kid, I need you to produce a joint with me. Stevie gonna leave here with something. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you make something for every, you be able to do everything. Yeah, yeah. Now that versatility, I think is a must. And I think that's why I like, like, that's why I really got respect for like Hit Boy right now. I think Hit Boy's uh, hella hard. Just the fact that he's branching he out. Nice. Yeah, well, that's what I say. Branching out to the different regions. You know, he just tapped in with like, well, he's been tapped in with Big Sean, but because he's heavy West Coast, he'll, he'll rep West Coast to the death of him. You know what I'm saying? But seeing him dabble in into the different regions, I think, because uh, it's something you, I. You never want to be stuck. Listen, people say, somebody interviewed, well, when I did the Mano interview, when Mano said to me, okay, Hot 97 in New York. Why was you a part of that whole thing? Because I didn't want to be stuck in New York. Right. I made my mark in New York. I did my yeah. thing. There's a big world with a lot of people in it. And I knew that the world needed to see what I had. Hell yeah. what I, and fortunately, I got on a television show, Def Comedy Jam, that put me in your living room. So now at least you're familiar with me. So now when I come to your city, now you're going to see the real, the real shit. And you ain't yeah. going to see a spurt on television. You're going to see what I really do. And that was what I wanted to do. Not be stuck in one place, not knocking it because that's not, that was for whoever that is, that's cool. Yeah. Ain't them good, do good too. But for me, I, I like that role. I like being able to touch the people. I like being on stage. I like being, I like that. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, and, and, you know, so I didn't, I, I wasn't, I, my thing in New York, I love my city. I love everything I did there. I love, you know, the fact that I was supported there and still supported there and everything, but it just, I wasn't going to just stay there. I had to go and move out and let, and take New York with me wherever I went and let them see how we do it. Fire, bro. And, and, yeah. and doing that, now you see a lot of DJs playing that way. But I, let me tell you so I go to some of these clubs and some of these places, and it'd be the top DJ in the city. And the top DJ is mad at the promoter saying, yo, why you bring Kid Capri here? <laughs> Sit there and watch. <laughs> watch what happens. And then he see me. Next time I come back to that city, he's doing the same thing I'm doing from the last time I was there. <laughs> now he's talking crazy. Why are you doing, you know, and it's an influence and it's dope. But this happened for my whole career. All around the world. Uh, so, a lot of DJs that was on the radio, it wasn't talking on no damn mic. It wasn't doing none of that, you know. So, yeah. But I got to credit uh, dudes like Hollywood and, 
you know, Star Child and Brucey B and Lovebug Starsky that did it early on. You know what I'm saying? And they and they had it in the city of New York and you know with the mixtapes and stuff. I just came in and made it worldwide. I made it you know international. Yeah. Bro, you know what I love about everything that I've really loved about your entire career, even all the times you speak, you you humbly confident. You know what I'm saying? Like like you know your shit, you confident on your shit. Um, some people take it as cockiness, you know what I mean? But I've always been one to say you you can be confident without being cocky. You know what I'm saying? And you know nobody you, let me say something, man. And for anybody that's listening to this, nobody's gonna tell your story like you're gonna tell your story. Say it loud. Nobody's gonna clean your house. Like you're gonna clean your house. You could pay anybody in the world a cleaning service to come and clean your house. They're not gonna clean your house the way you're gonna clean it, right? Hell yeah. The same way they're not gonna tell your story the way you're gonna tell it. And because you are telling something that you did, doesn't mean you're being cocky. It doesn't mean you're being arrogant. It means you're telling people your story. Simple as that. You're not saying your story is better than anybody else's story or you better than anybody else because you did it and they didn't get a chance to. You're telling you telling people so that you can influence people to do it. Hell yeah. And somehow you look down at that as that's cocky. It's like, look, I, one thing, look, man, anybody can think they want, but there was nothing out there that says kick and pre shit it on people, act foul to people, did was disrespectful to people acting crazy unless they did it to me and i had to check them any anything besides that there's nothing out there so you could say whatever but if i come off cocky because i'm saying my accolades and what i did cool did michael jackson come off cocky when he did it when he, he sat there with all the grabbies in his, in his arms world? stop it come on man <laughs> like did, did Michael Jackson do when he became the biggest pop star in the world? You know when he bought chimpanzees and bought amusement parks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made that shit his house. <laughs> it's his life. It's what it is. You mad because it is what it is? You mad at that? <laughs> uh, gotta look in the mirror. Gotta right, look in so the mirror. Get to what people say. Where do you want to think you want? But when you get when you know me, yeah, I, I will say. Let's put it on record. I'm the most humblest dude when it comes to this. Everybody knows that I'm humble dude. But when I'm on that stage, I'm the most cockiest son of a bitch in this. I think I'm the greatest, and I'm supposed yeah. to. Yep. And I prove and I prove it every time I get on stage. I don't never lackluster. There's never no down space. There's none of that. Now, if you take that as cocky, cool. I'm with it. I feel like you the Buster Arms of the DJ, bro, because that dude's energy on stage, like when he performs, is insane. That's you know a what I mean? Like, compliment right there. You know I was what I'm saying? Like, Buster yesterday too. Damn, that's crazy. You mentioned Buster. I'm just speaking. You know what I'm saying? I, I've seen that dude a handful. Of, I like it. I've never seen anybody match his energy on stage. And like I said, even for yourself, bro, like you rock a party like no other G. And uh, man, I just thank you, man. It means this, a lot, this is man. an honor. This is an honor to get with you. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I I think about your time in this game in hip hop. Um, you know, and and that's another thing I wanted to touch on, man, because um. You know, I saw you post and, you know, we, we recently lost another another soldier and young Dolph. You know, what I mean, um, what 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 can we do, man? Because, you know, what I'm saying like like I think bigger than the machine, um, us as even tastemakers and putting these records out, whatever, whatever. Um, what can we do, man? Because I think like as a whole, the culture, we got to do better in the idea of like so this could stop, man. Because when we losing kids, well, they want to talk to drugs, well, they want to talk to violence. But it's just like, damn. You know what I mean? Like, 
No, no other genres is dealing with R.I.P. the way hip hop is, bro. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, and I mean, it really just becomes like a loss, man. It feels like just some some shit we gotta accept. And and I'm not I'm not cool with that now in my in my age now. You know what I mean? And it's I'm hard not, to I'm not and it's cool hard to convey you. that to to a younger artist without them going, man, you sound like an old head. It's like, nah, fam, I just want to see you live. You know, when did become when when did being a rapper become the most motherfucking dangerous occupation in in, in the fucking world? You know what I'm saying? This is true. This is true. And I, I'm going to tell you, man, like, I made my statement about the 25 years and you get caught with a joint. And that's the only solution that I can see to save lives, man. People might not agree with it. You know, people people that like guns or, you know, carry guns or, you know, you know, I don't know. But in my opinion, I ain't had nobody that disagreed with what I said. I ain't seen nobody disagree, but I don't speak for everybody. But in my opinion... What else are you going to do so that parents ain't out here losing their kids? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Look, let's take it from ground zero. We know that there's a lot of kids out here that has nothing else to turn to, so they turn to street gangs. Yeah. Right? Gangs become the family, and, you know, it becomes what it becomes. Whether it starts off with good intentions and then it ends up with bad intentions, it never... Uh, you know, we, I ain't got to tell you how it, how it ends up a lot of times. You know what I'm saying? Um, I know a lot of a lot of gang kids that's good dudes that they rip their gang yeah, and, they, no, solid and they, they do the right thing, but yep. they not to be fucked with. You know what I'm saying? They, yep. they very real, but they don't go out there starting to killing people and hurting yeah. people. And they, they do things for their community and try to help. You know what I'm saying? You test them, they're going to get your head flown, but... That's the way of doing it. That's what the initial thing was from the beginning when it started, from the history I know of. Um, but we in the time, like I just told you a little while ago, everybody want to be a DJ, everybody, it's not for everybody. Everybody want to be a gangster, it's not for everybody. You know what I'm saying? You the wrong, put the wrong, a gun in the wrong person's hand, he don't know the protocol, what it really is to have, the, 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 the etiquette of what it really is to have that gun in his hand and that responsibility and what that means and what you're doing yeah. when you take somebody's life and you decide to shoot that bullet. You know what I'm saying? So, and then there be kids that, you know, they hear about jail and they think going to jail is like a strike. Yeah. Right? So now they do shit and they go to jail and they see that it ain't, it ain't as easy as they thought it was going to be. Yeah. You got dudes in there that doing real, real shit. Like, your and, shit and got no... No qualm whatsoever to, to take your life. You know? Yeah. And you ain't going to come out here telling those war stories you was telling when you was going in. You ain't going to tell nothing about what happened to you if they tossed your ass or anything like that. You ain't going to come out talking about that. You're going to come yeah. out talking jail stories. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what's the point? What's the point? Like, that's all I'm saying. Like, they have to do something about this gun violence, man. They got to do something about it because you could just get a gun walk around Texas, no permit, nothing, just buy a gun. Yeah. Show it, like, it's, come on, man, it's getting to that point where, like, and then think of it like this, look how many robberies going on, you know why? Because, look how many masks these dudes got. Yeah. Takes nothing. Takes you know nothing. Saying? It's like, they make it, they putting it in the people's hands to do these type of things. You know what I'm saying? And, and then mad about it. And that's it. Yeah. So, Listen, man, I just want people to live, man. You know, yep. you only got one life, man. Let people live, man. Do their thing, man. Stay out of people's business. A lot of people ain't doing good. People went through the pandemic and reset. It, it made, it, it just, it, 
that right there hurt a lot. It put people in a mental bad place. Yeah. It put people in a financial bad place to where they had to go and do things. And then they went and seen that they did things and they seen them get it done easy. So now they go do it again. Rob somebody and, you know, keep doing it because of this pandemic. It hurt in more ways than one. You know what I'm saying? So we just got to reset from that. And once we get the reset, because New York was the safest place to be before the pandemic. We Our crime rate was down to 18%. You know what I'm saying? Like we were the safest city. Brooklyn is wilding right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, because the pandemic, you know. Yeah, it's legit like you got folks charged up. You know what I mean? And now it's almost like cats don't know how to be outside again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Real spill, man. A lot you know of, it's, it's not even that people don't know how to be outside. It's a lot of people who lost a lot. A lot of True. things, a lot of True. money, a lot of businesses, a lot of people who yeah. don't have, don't know if they're going to live in a, where they live in and they have no money. Like, so now you, when you in a pandemic and millions of people are broke and don't know what they're, out of those millions of people, you're going to find some people that don't give a shit is going to take it from some of those millions of people, whatever they could take. They're going to yeah, do what man. they're going to do. Because they was already going through that. Now they made themselves all right. And now a pandemic happened. Now they're back to where they was before. So now they're going to resort to what they know. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and. That's where that's where we at. We're getting the residue from the pandemic. We're catching the residue from that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And gun violence, the robberies, all that shit, you know, beating on the, the Asian people. Like, all these different things is people's mental going crazy because of what happened. And I, I understand it, but I don't agree with it. Yeah. 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 I mean, we definitely got empathy for it, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, uh, shit. I think it was Ice Cube, you know what I'm saying? He said, what, uh, fool, fools with no rules. Uh, got nothing to lose, you know what I'm saying? Or fools, the fools, fools who got nothing to lose got no rules. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely, you know? Absolutely. So, so another stand-up dude, Ice Cube, man, good yeah, dude, yeah. man. You know, man, I can't, Don't I can't, no shit, but he's real with it. You know, yeah, yeah, facts, facts. You know what I mean? Another one who, you know, strongly did it his way. Um, we just celebrated. Um, you know, it would have been uh five dollars. What fifty first broke born day. Um, any stories of Tribe Called Quest, man, or rocking with Five Quest? Yeah, one yeah, my favorite groups of all time, of bro. all time. Of, of all, all time. time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Q-Tip lives not too far from me. Right? Okay. And uh, when I go to his crib, last time I went to his crib, he was building a studio, right? Um, These dudes, personally, in my opinion, um, they should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, if you ask me. Yeah, man. You know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh because their influence of what they did and how they made music sonically and they, they were so ahead of themselves at the time, you know, there'll never be another tribe. I, I just think that they influenced a generation of people in hip hop the same way as a Drake influenced people. The numbers may not be the same. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we didn't have the internet. You know what I'm saying? We didn't have the internet. It was different. We, you know, we had record companies that didn't do exactly what they were supposed to do all the time to make the artists be bigger than what they was. They had to depend scrap pip, stop it. They had to depend <laughs> on the music doing it themselves a lot of times. So their music did it for themselves. I'm not saying that their record company didn't help, but I think their record company didn't put enough into making them as big as they should have as far as record sales. But as far as the conglomerate itself and how big they was in hip hop. 
to me unmatched. They are uh, one of Facts. a kind to me. Facts. You know? Yeah. I mean, and I just, you know, you know my man like Five Dog, he, he immortalized me when he said uh, trying to make hits like Kick Capri makes tapes. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, that was, my, that was my dogs right there. I was so sad when he when he left, man. Yeah, I, I still trip. Like I said, scenario, bro. We say uh, bust a nut inside your eye just to show you where I come from. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Five for the sad, My very bro. first tour was with them when I did the Public Enemy tour. The Public Enemy tour, it was 13 groups on that tour. Tribe and leaders, uh, leaders of the new school. There was one, you know, two of the groups that was on the yeah, yeah. the teeth for the MC Light, Naughty by Nature. Fred, Jazzy Jeff, Fresh Prince, Public Enemy, uh, Son of Sons of Man, um, Latifa, I think. It was so many people. But back then, even the shows, I remember when, I remember Q tip, he'll be on stage and at one point it the music would get to him so bad, like he would catch the vibe so bad. That he'll go into electric shock and start shaking on stage. Yo, Damn. it should bug me out one day when I see him do it at the Nassau Coliseum. <laughs> the place was going crazy. And, and I think um I think uh Check the Rhyme came on, maybe. It might have been Check the Rhyme or or uh War Tour, one of those. And when it came on and he the crowd went bananas and you just see Q-Tip just catch electric shock and fall. It was just <laughs> me out. But it's the magnitude of being a real hip-hop artist, a real entertainer. You really feel that. Yeah. It's not an act. Yeah. It's not an act. It's not, you're not acting. It's, it's a, it like, there's like, you, if you ever see an artist like a like a uh uh you see an artist after he, the crowd's going crazy, he drops his knees and fall on his knees. Yeah, just gave it his all. Gave it they all. You know what the I mean? Like a prize, me. like a prize fighter. You know what I'm saying? It's the same with me. Every yeah, show yeah. I do, when I'm done, I give myself so I give so much of myself to the show that when I'm done, it felt like I ran into a wall. I feel like my body hurt. I be I be like this. Cause you give so much to yourself. It's it's like you don't realize it that you're doing it. You're in the moment. But after yeah. it's done, you know, I can have a headache. I can be sick. But once you hit that stage, that adrenaline takes all that away until after it's done and you come down. Now you're a different person again. That stage makes you different. You know what I'm yes, saying? And, you know, it's a beautiful thing, man. It is a beautiful thing. And again, not everybody built for that. You know what I'm saying? But hell yeah, 100%, uh, man. So, uh, well, listen, man, um, talking about the reset. 2022 around the corner. Um, I definitely want to let you get off on this album, man, against Slap Key. I know it was out. Um, you say you dropped another freestyle right now. No, I dropped uh, I dropped Slap Key the night I did Versus, and then two days later, that's I, dropped, right. that's right. I dropped Free to Style, a joint called Free to Style. Free to Style, that's, that's right. on YouTube, um, and you know you get off the SoundCloud. But that, uh, that as a, oh, that's just bars, like six, 60, 70 bars of me just going in. Just went, uh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, just talking, just talking. And, uh, was it, was, and that was actual freestyle? That was nothing written? Well, I read, I wrote it, but it's a freestyle. I call oh, okay, it well, well. It's just one rhyme, and ain't no hook or nothing like that. But I yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, okay. I'm not nice like that. I don't, some of these okay. dudes can do that stuff. I, <laughs> I watched Jay Z do that in front of me when we did the when we did the um, Pimp Street stop. When we did the It's Like That record on the Hard Knock Life album. Yeah. After I gave him Hard Knock Life, um, I did It's Like That for my album with him, but he licensed it to be on his album as well so that's how i won the grammy 
But okay. when we made the record, there was a different beat I had for him. It was something different. And the record that we did make, I had that record on, a, I had the actual sample from a record that I got in New Orleans. And I had that record for about five years and I couldn't get this record to loop in the machine for some reason. I couldn't get, get it to work. So I had it looped just to hear it or the tape. In the studio, I was just listening to it. And Jay-Z walked past the, the studio and he said, yo, what's that? I said, it was just a record I had looped on the tape. And just something I like, I ain't, he was like, yo, we need to do that. <laughs> so I had that beat for five years. I couldn't get it done. I had that shit done in five minutes after he said that. <laughs> so <laughs> we ended up doing it. And that's how I came out on the album. And, uh, and he's, uh, he's great. He's, and uh, here he is today, uh, a member is. of the Hall of Fame. Hall of Famer. Yeah, Hall yeah. Hall of Famer, bro. Yeah. Him and LL, him and LL got it this year, man. Long overdue for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. My question is going to be when is your ass going to get in there? You deserve a spot too, bro. You know, yeah, I mean? I, that's that's not for me to say. I yeah, I, I know, I know, in. but we go we go advocate for it. We go yeah, advocate I put the for work it. in, man. If people recognize it, you know, I, it, look, there's a lot of things that I think that I should be involved in. I, I'm not involved in, but I'm yeah. I'm grateful for whatever I have, man. You know, yeah. some things fall in your lap, and some things don't. Even if you deserve it, you know. Yeah. Um, but to be here as long as I've been here and be accepted as long as I have and never had no downtime and be it as relevant as I am, as I, you know, as I've been, I have no complaints about nothing, man. I, God made it the way he wanted to make it for me and I'm good with that. Timeless, you know? G. Timeless. Timeless. That's you know it. what I'm saying? In That's the end. Any, any, any involvement for yourself in that uh, hip hop museum out there in NY? Yeah, they uh, gave me my first, uh, they gave me my award already. Uh, what happened was, um, I was in well, the Bronx Walk of Fame had inducted me in the Bronx Walk of Fame, and then the next night, the next day, they was they was uh doing breaking LL and all of them was out. Yeah, there yeah, yeah. That was like May, I think May of this year. Yeah, yeah. Right, but there was a confusion because I was supposed to be there breaking the rock too, but somehow they didn't get in touch with me for something. Something happened with some kind of confusion, so they brought my award to my house to me. So I have my award downstairs. I, I'm one of the first to get an award from the museum. Before it dope. even opened. Yeah, yeah. So that's dope. Go, well, congratulations, man. Like I said, man, congratulations uh, on all the accolades. Um, and again, just humbly dope you are, man. Like I said, from, uh, you know, the cool part I think about you, you know, even the idea that you talk about, you know, you wanted out of out of NY or you felt like you had did everything in your own city, wanted to go touch the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a big advocate, whether it be the artist for us as DJs, whatever. Uh, Got to go to grow. You know what I'm saying? And, and, um, some people, you know, uh, shelve themselves because they stay in a region or whatever. But it's like I, I look at you and your mindset was way. It just feels like it's always been ahead of its time, bro. You know what I mean? Um, and especially today, like, you know, because you was doing this shit pre-internet where today, like an artist has an advantage that the world really is a stage. You hit click and distribute your album. It's no longer just in L.A. or just New York or just like that shit is available to the world. You know, <laughs> like what I mean? keep in mind. That's interesting you said, because I always start trying to stay ahead of stuff. Even with even with the internet. Like you see what happened with the quarantine with D Nice and everything that happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I was doing that since 2015 to 2018 on the net. Yeah, Sitting yeah. there playing music and stuff like that. But what he did, he came at the right time. At the when, right when time. People needed him. Yeah. But I was beautiful. It couldn't have had it happen to a better dude. Yes, but sir. I was doing that ahead of time then. You know what I'm saying? So it was like I always try to stay in it some kind of way even like even with 
the way I move on the on the IGs and stuff like that. I don't use it just to be using it because I got, I got the sake of using it. Nobody can stop. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. use things strategically. You know what I'm saying? You do things that give people what they need to see, and they don't need to see everything. You know, everybody wants to look like they're doing good. Nobody wants to show what they're doing bad. Yeah. So if you're gonna show yourself, show something that you know is gonna inspire and you promoting something. But just to be up there, just to be up there, you know. Yeah. It's not special no more. Yeah, they see you all the time. You're always in his arms reach. It's like, man, get this dude out of my face, man. You know what I mean? And then with the idea that, man, it just people start portraying fraudulent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A it's lot like, of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, a, a lot, lot of, of women, it. A lot of women. I'm, I'm not going to be easy on the women, too. Like, a lot of women yeah. get up there. And, you know, they're more interested in being beautiful than showing that they have intelligence. they showing that. That, that they're a good they're mom. doing something you besides the cute shit. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like. When yeah. you wake up at seven o'clock in the morning, the first thing you do before you wash your teeth, brush your, uh, wash your ass, or get something to eat, the first thing you do is post a picture with your fat ass bent over. That's the first thing you think about. Yeah, like you already know, like that's the only thing your head is on. Like, show something else. We see that already. It's like when we first started, seeing it, it was like, oh shit. Now it's like, come on, man. Yeah, now I'm show like, man, I, show I, I, pre I appreciate a woman with the clothes on today. <laughs> right so something you doing a business you cooking you doing something else that make a man be like yeah that's what i'm talking about how much ass you want you know you see one ass you, you see, see one you see it all yeah yeah no Crazy. And, and there's nothing wrong when women want to be sexy it's just how you do it yeah yeah and i think you could be sexy without selling sex too you know what i'm saying like like you know because because you know i mean that's another element another conversation you know i mean when we talk about what kind of came about around the, you know, the, the pussy rap time and all that type of shit, whatever, whatever, you know, but I think out of that though, we really got some dope female MCs though too. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, you know, cause there was something Lady that was definitely, I think dope is right now. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up, straight up. You she know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So she's going, she's a problem. Like Lady London, Panama Red. Dope. Yeah. Hell yeah. What you did you get to watch the uh the uh Stephanie Mills uh Shaka Converse? I watched some of it. Yeah, I yeah. It. I was I was working <laughs> in the studio and um kind of slipped my mind and then when I turned it on I seen you know some of it. Yeah. Got to shout out Stephanie Mills. That woman's still getting it, man. That was, well, I think she was 60, 62 or 64. She's, she's still out there. She's still out like, getting better than these girls in their 20s. And yeah, me like, and her <laughs> made history together. Hell yeah. You know, Bro, something that made me feel mixed with the with Yeah, yeah. The but then when we did it live I never even met her before. We never rehearsed it, never did that. She came to my show and we did it right there. And that was it. And that was just oh. amazing, man. She didn't even know how hot she was from that mix in the street. But you know, she's Stephanie Mills, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now she know, she know. But to see her, they, they was like, yo, you should have been on the verses with her. Nah, let her do it. It would have been dope. It would have been dope. Yeah. But it wasn't about me. Just well, like you know anything you were, anything you were uh, part of, kid is gonna be dope. So you just know, just like that. it wasn't about me and the Kane and KRS. Yeah, it was about you know, you know what I mean? Because I know we talked about that a little bit. Like it looked like Scratch wanted to get his own little DJ versus it. You know what I'm saying? But I, 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 I respect you in the idea that you said that night wasn't about y'all. That was that was KRS one. That was Big Daddy Kane. Bam, bam, bam. But I will say though, that felt like the dopest celebration of hip hop as a whole that night. Whether we want to talk to B boys. Of course, KRS and Big Daddy Kane, y'all as the DJs, you know what I'm saying? Like that felt like the biggest celebration of hip hop as a culture on that versus alone. And that's why, like I say, bro, like you've been a part of so many dope things, homie. And to <laughs> still just be like, just you, like, I feel like we go get a beer right now. I'm just like, all right, man, let's go get a, you know, like I was telling you, man, I, you know, I, I actually met y'all in 2018, you and Vina. I put Vina up on the bacon wrap hot dogs out here on the West. 
You know what I'm saying? We was we was walking out the joint right there. And, nice. You know, and you had got an award that night. So I, you know, said congratulations. And Thank I was you. already hip to Vina. And and I seen it was and they looked over at the things and said, What are those? I said, Come on, I got you. You know what I mean? And, and bought her and her girls a little bacon wrap hot dogs. You know what I'm Dope. saying? Vina's <laughs> 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 a fun person, man. Good. Oh man, beautiful, beautiful person, soul, man. man. She just she she uh uh, and and hats off to you because because a kid ain't like that without without guidance from a parent you know what i'm saying so uh you know from from one dj which again holds you in the highest of highs bro uh, as a father i got three sons myself you know what i'm saying so it's it's uh i, I just i got so much respect for you g and and um i thank you for just a, a piece of your time today you know what i mean i know you you're dealing with your house and everything like that man so i'm, I'm gonna let you get on and, and uh i totally that, but. appreciate it man i appreciate you man i appreciate what christy told me that you know about you and you know we had our talks about you and everything you know we were speaking about some things and uh i appreciate what you're doing you have me on man coming and uh hanging out man it means a lot man yeah no doubt and we'll see what we can do man uh because i know she said you a little um you possibly looking into the podcast space too huh i wasn't i wasn't <laughs> but she's trying to convince me to do it yeah you know what i'm saying she's uh, she bring her on as the co-host bro she sound like you know what i mean that's a smart yeah, woman right there she's she's trying to convince me to do it because of the way i speak you know i'm gonna tell the truth and you know yeah so, you know, speak it so yeah. you know i never I, I always looked at podcasts as i'm i'm wrong too but at the time i always looked at podcasts as you have to talk down on people yeah my show on serious sex and fly the kick and priest block party i come on saturday and sunday for four to ten Easton, um, whenever I interview anybody from Alicia Keys to the locks to Bill Bellamy to anybody, everything is always about me uplifting what yeah. they did. I Celebrate. never speak about nothing negative yeah. they've done. Never talk about that. So yeah. I always looked at podcasts as that's what you had to do to keep it interesting, that you yeah. had to talk about people's downfalls. And I just I'm just not into doing that. But but now I'm now that I could do it a different way, I'm considering it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you know, sadly again, that's a bit of the the time we in on this clout shit and clickbait and all that type of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Nah, one nah, me neither, bro. Me neither. That like I said, I I wanna celebrate times like this. I wanna celebrate people like you. I wanna I wanna celebrate this culture that we all love. You know what I'm saying? And that's 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 all it is. You know what I'm saying? So um, and then hopefully we can pass along this energy to those coming up behind us ultimately in the end you know what i'm saying so yes sir. um yeah but i thank you brother um like i said go do your thing uh looking out for the album what's our release date on the album my birthday february 7th okay okay word uh queries queries me and my yes, daughter sir. my oldest daughter is february 7th too my oldest daughter okay well my, yeah. that's my nephew's born day and then my son is actually february 12th yeah so it's Vina is, uh, october 7th so we all sevens boom boom there it is g all right man well so we're looking at what's the title of the joint uh the love the love, Shh, of course. The love. My real of last course. name is Love. Being a love, so the love. Yeah. <laughs> of course, of yep. course. You know what I'm saying. Let us spread more of it. Let us spread more of it. You know what That's I'm saying. It. That's no it. doubt. No doubt. Kid, I appreciate you, G. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate um, you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Much, much respect. Salute to DJ, the whole nine. Um, happy holidays, brother. Happy holidays, bro. Hey, man. Love, love to y'all for Thanksgiving. Uh, stay safe out in these streets as always. You know what I'm saying, and uh, keep spinning and winning, brother. You know what I'm appreciate saying. Appreciate you, man. Ultimately, what it is. I appreciate you, G. Thank you yet again for catching yourself a stream right here with The Chop Shop with myself, Raymond T, and our very special guest. You never know who's going to stop through the Slacker Radio studio, man. So put this one right there in your presets and check out for future episodes. And if you are looking for some exclusive video footage of our interviews, head on over to the site, livexlive.com. 
We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn this thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton. For the stay.